You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I'm so thrilled that you're joining me here again today, especially if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox, because you know that my passion is to help you as dads become the heroes that you want to be and that your daughters need you to be. So this is all about giving you more tools for your fathering toolbox that will let you accomplish that goal. Well, before we delve into our topic today, let me review the template. You know it. You can probably say it back to me right now, but it's on your mark. Get set, go. Dads, envision yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set, filling that in with stories and stats. And then go is always your practical action step so that you as a dad can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, I'm excited to have my friend back, the guy I call my little brother, Sean Tice. This is part two because I want you guys to hear a story that comes from the depths of his soul and his heart and his life about how his grandfather made an impact on his life. And I don't think we hear that enough. And the stats show that over two and a half million kids today are being raised by their grandparents. So this is a real topic for a real time in a real generation where I don't think grandparents always know what to do when they step into that role. And you're going to hear from my brother, Sean, sharing from his heart. So today we've titled this topic, When a Grandfather is a Father. But let me tell you about him again a little bit. If you missed it last week's conversation, here it is. Sean and his wife, Jackie, started Life Factors Ministries in 2008 as together they've been spreading hope and help to fatherless homes through spreading awareness, speaking, and creating resources for individuals and churches. And they've created some of my favorite resources, like listen to this one, The Fatherless Journey for Girls, The Fatherless Journey for Guys, and numerous other children's books and resources for men and women. I can't encourage you enough to go to their website, godismydad.com, do it today, do it when this conversation is done and you will find what you need to be the dad that you want to be and the parent you want to be. Sean and Jackie just moved to Las Vegas with their three kids, Malachi, Titus, and Blair. Well, welcome back, Sean Tice. It's great to be here. Excited to talk to you. Okay, well, here we go. We're going to be talking about something that I have seen you literally smile when you talk about your granddad. You, you, right? you, you can't help but smile when you talk about the impact of this man on your life. So how about if you just start by telling us your story? Well, um, and when I was on before, I talked about how my dad left when I was about 10 months old. Well, right after that, my grandparents helped pick the pieces up. And so they started just really being involved in our lives, helping my mom in any way she could as a single mom. Um, and then about five years later, around that, I, or six years later, I moved in with my grandparents. So I was, with, I was with my grandfather all the time. He had a trucking company, and so I'd go along riding the big trucks and got to be involved with everything. But then, you know, and I was with him all the time, but then in second grade, my mom moved into a different house and my brother and sister moved into a different house, but I moved in with my grandparents because I used to spend the night there all the time. It was just an easy transition to go there. And... It was awesome. I mean, I, and I, 
I don't, you know, it was just an amazing experience to yeah, be able to yeah. be with them all the time. And, and so that was really, um, that was my childhood going from, uh, being with my mom as a single mom and then spending time with them. Um, my dad, my grandfather then passed away whenever I was in sixth grade. And so I got to have him from, from all those years from being a baby, living with him second grade on, but then it's right before sixth grade, he passed away. And you know, it was, it was a struggle. It really was. Cause it was like, I lost my dad again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That that's a well said statement. Let me just tell listeners, if you hear a lot of buzz around us, it's because Sean and I are talking live here at the national religious broadcasters conference convention, you know, here in Nashville, Tennessee, and we love that we can be here live with each other, bringing you, hopefully, resources that you as dads and maybe even granddads today need to to really invest in the next generation. Okay, well, moving along, Sean, I got to tell everyone one of my favorite quotes that you said when we were even talking about, you know, what we were going to address today. You said, I barely even thought about my dad not being there because my granddad was there. It felt like I had my granddad for 20 years because those were such formative years. Say more about Pap. That's what you called him, right? Yeah, Pap. He, he, was, he was incredible. Um, one of the things I remember about him is he would always brag on me. You know, he'd be a friend of friend or something, and he would be, like, telling me how awesome I was as a kid or how, you know, how much he just basically adored me. And he would run into somebody at the mall or at a restaurant, and he'd be like, oh, this is my grandson, you know. And treating me like that son, you know. So I was, it was basically like I was a son and he was my dad. And so having that for from when I was a baby up to right before sixth grade was just invaluable to my life because it instilled confidence in me that I have this guy that adores me like a dad proud of you, yes. proud to call you his own family. Exactly. And I think the other thing that hits me is I think about the fact that we get identity from our dad. Our so names true. are tied typically, right, to the last name of our father. So without having a dad in your life, your granddad, to me, was validating identity for you. Yes. Say more about so that. So true. Like, what did he plant in the core of your being as a guy, a man? In yeah. saying, this is my grandson. Yes, and I him just, I am well pleased. Just in bragging, like I said, bragging about me, just being with me and then and teaching me things. You know, just being just being that man in my life, teaching me as a boy about, you know, different things like work. Like he taught me how to do use a lawnmower, cut the grass. And I would, you know, I cut my uncle's grass next door and I earned $10 a week. Well, he taught me how to run that lawnmower as a kid. And, you know, he taught me things that work ethic and um, being around him at the trucking company when I was really little and um, working on his car with him. He would work on his car and I would sit there and work on my bike and, you know, just Alongside him. Yeah, doing manly stuff together. Um, And then just being around him and my grandma, because my grandma played a huge role as well. Um, And then he would, you know, discipline me as a grandfather, like as a dad would. He would. Uh, Yeah, he would just just making sure that I was, he wasn't perfect. I'm just going to say that. He wasn't perfect, but he was trying to produce a respectful young man. And that's what he did. Who obeyed authority, that kind of a thing? Yes, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying, it was... I think he was just trying to make sure that I turned out well. He didn't want me to end up like my dad because my dad wasn't a respectful person, you know, so he was trying to, I'm not sure. I don't know all his motives, to be honest with you. He died, like I said, when I was in sixth grade, but it was always a a loving, 
caring. I remember him putting me to bed at night, hmm. uh, saying the Lord's Prayer with me. He said that a lot. He said the really? Lord's Prayer beside the bed. He would kneel down beside my bed, say the Lord's Prayer do with me. Do you do that with your kids? I don't do that. No, I, I pray with them. I pray with them. You know, I pray with them almost every night. Well, we, maybe we that's what you're going to take home. Maybe. Yeah. So he he would that. say, I don't say the Lord's Prayer, but I, yeah, I pray with right. my kids. And I yeah. Do, yeah. So maybe that's where I got that from. Maybe that's where right. I, yeah. So he used to do that. Um, I'm trying to think. We would we would go out to eat a lot together. I remember going out to eat and just 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 that time together. Yeah. Just always being together and just hanging out and learning about life from him. I mean, again, he was not perfect. He was not a perfect person. You know, because sometimes you hear these podcasts, you're like, oh man, they're perfect. I can't be like that. Yes. He was just a normal person. He was a trucker. I mean, okay. Okay, so, come on, enough. He was said. a trucker, yeah. <laughs> but he was like, hey, you know, hey, cut it out, boy. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he was he showed me love too. He and so for the love. granddads listening to this, you know, you can be you don't, don't have to be some perfect grandfather. Right. Uh, just try your best to raise your grandson or raise your granddaughter because there's tons of people out there that are doing that. So Absolutely. And and some people might be wondering, like I am, is where was your mom? What led you to being raised by them? I see that your dad wasn't in the picture. Where was your mom? My mom moved into a different house. Uh, she made you know, she made a mistake and moved into another house with another guy. Um, it's not, not a great situation, but yeah, she made that choice. And so I got the best situation out of the whole thing. I moved in with my grandparents, but the other situation ended up being kind of a kind of a disaster and so yeah she wasn't there but she used to come and visit a lot just to be honest with you okay she came she come around and stuff but my grandparents were basically playing the role of parents and they were the rocks for you i can tell oh yeah even how you tell this story sean you're not coming from the vantage point of loss i hear you telling it from from a vantage point of gain like you in a way got the best of the best with your grandparents because your parents maybe had some deficits that your grandparents made up for in a way. Well, they way. nurtured me. I mean, yeah. they, they literally took time to nurture me. I remember my grandma, every time I go outside, she would say, where's your coat? You know, <laughs> which sounds simple, but she was making sure that I was taken care of, that I wasn't going to get sick, that I had a coat. Yeah. That I was, you know, they would make sure that I had, you know, they would pack my lunch. They would drive me to school. They would make sure I was, I mean, they took care of everything for me. I'm sure they were exhausted by it, but they took care of me and that is, that is so profound because I think in this generation, as I said earlier, with two and a half million grandparents in the U.S. raising their kids, another statistic is that seven and a half million kids under the age of 16 are reared by their grandparents. In fact, my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, founded Grandkids Matter, the National Association for Grandparenting, wrote a book called The Heart of Grandparenting, very invested in equipping grandparents to do this work and says so many now don't feel equipped to step into the parent role as a grandparent. And that's why I love the fact that Ken is saying, okay, grandparents see the needs and they often have to step in, even though they would rather be maybe the fun, you know, the fun generation that you just come over here and get spoiled. But time and again, he's seen that grandparents are stepping up and stepping in to, as you said, discipline, nurture, feed, teach. And we applaud you. I think that's what you're saying in your story is you applaud grandparents who are doing that. Granddad, if you ever think your role doesn't matter, what do you say to that dad, that granddad? Well, understand those kids' parents, either one or both walked away they're not there or they're absent for a time. And so when you're filling that role, that kid's looking at you like a superhero. I mean, even though they might not be acting like it, they may be defiant. And I, I mean, I know, to be honest, there was times where I was a little brat, I mean, as a kid. But I looked at my grandparents as superheroes because they are the ones that rescued me. 
and you're 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 getting you know those kids are getting rescued by that grandparent. So they may think you may be thinking, well, they're not listening to me. They're not, you know, they're not, nothing I say is you know going into their heads. They're not they're not taking it in, but they are, and they're 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 soaking it up even though they don't seem like they are. Okay, and I believe there is someone listening today that needed to hear that from you because they're exhausted. You know, they're older, so they don't have the same amount of energy. And here is a man who was once a boy, who was rescued by his grandparents, who is now the man he is today, the husband he is today, the father he is today, because of the investment of his grandparents. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna keep this conversation going when a grandfather is a father. Be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, here with my friend, the guy I call my little brother, Sean Tice, founder of an organization called God is My Dad. And we're talking about how his grandfather rescued him, saved his life, taught him things. And you know, Sean, I'm just going to tell you a quick story is I have a very close friend of mine, uh, actually a couple, but I'm going to talk about the grandfather role. And this friend of mine, again, for confidentiality reasons, because I didn't ask permission to share this, but I'll just say, raising a grandson who's a teenager, and when you just said right before the break, I was a brat. I don't know that my grandparents maybe knew always how much I appreciated them or called them superheroes. When you said that, something just awakened in my spirit going, I've never heard a grandparent say, I'm the superhero. But I've talked about dads being the hero. I never thought about saying the grandfather is the superhero. But I think I'm going to borrow that from you if hey, you don't mind. <laughs> but I, I want you to talk to my friend. I won't say his name, but what I know is he's exhausted. He's tired of having to be the heavy and be disrespected and dishonored and set rules that aren't followed. Can you just talk about what you really were like in high school? Like, did you make it hard for them? Not on purpose, but you're working at your own abandonment and rejection. You know, you had stuff. And your grandparents are doing the best they can. And to tell you the truth, you probably were doing the best you could in that situation. But talk to my friend who's in a parent role, a father role as a grandfather, and is exhausted. Well, my grandfather did pass away when I was right before sixth grade. So I was pretty young, and I, and I feared him. I mean, I was scared of him because he, mm. he, he was a disciplinarian. Like, he was not going to mess around. He didn't take disrespect. You know, so. That generation? That yes. was a high value, wasn't it? Oh, yes. You know, and I think we've it. lost it a bit. So maybe that's one of the values of a grandparent yeah. raising I mean, you. And, and I, would, I would challenge him to not be afraid to discipline. You're, 
when, now that you're in this role, you're not their friend anymore. You're, you're their friend, but you're not in the friend role, com, you know, completely. You're now the dad, and take that on as a ministry, and say, you know what, whatever I have to do to discipline this kid, to you know, to help them get a down a path of success. So that should be your goal is saying, okay, how can I get my grandchild to succeed in life? It's not about you wanting your grandchild to like you or you being best friends with them. That'll happen if you do this. But if you discipline them and if you teach them about God and spend time with them, quality time. So I would say discipline, you know, all about God and quality time. Those are really the three main things that I think nurture them emotionally, mentally, and spiritually and help them, you know, along the way through life. But you got to have that discipline side of it. And it might be tiring. I'm sure it is as a grandparent. I, I mean, you know, I, have, I have children too, 13 and down. It's tiring to discipline and to, but it's one of those things you don't want to not do because then you're going to have a grandchild that's going to go through life spoiled or not disciplined because you didn't put the work in. And so, five, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and say, you know what? I did that work. I did what I needed to do. Made an investment in that bank of helping that kid. And that's what my grandparents did for me. My grandfather invested time of discipline in me. Do I agree with all his discipline method? No, okay. but he, he disciplined me. Was, was old it a school. bit harsher? It was a little bit harsher. Would, yeah. Than you do? Like I remember a time. Yeah. I, there was times it was a little bit harsher. My grandmother, my grandmother was the soft side. Okay. And she was, that's enough. Leave him alone. You know, but, but he was, but it wasn't anything, you know, terrible. You know what I'm saying? But he was just disciplined. I mean, he was just strict. Um, but he like he wore a big old belt. Let me just say that. <laughs> he, he just thinks that he. But, but that was that generation. Yes, wasn't that old school generation. Uh huh. But he loved me. I always, no matter what discipline I had, yeah. I always. So even if it's you're putting them in time out or whatever you're doing yeah, with them, the if consequences. Yeah, if for, you are using a paddle, whatever you do, yeah. I don't know. But whatever you do for, but make sure there's always that love and compassion during it. But man, you're hitting a hot button issue, aren't you? When you talk about a paddle anymore, yeah. I don't don't know that anyone does that. Well, that yeah. But I go <laughs> back to second. Isn't it Second Corinthians twelve about God? Dis- disciplines those he what loves and i i really appreciate what you said sean about if you're a grandfather who is in a father role don't just expect your kids to like you because you need to be the parent to teach them how to be responsible how to know they're loved how to be solid in their identity how to be nurtured too right and and it's a combination and, and of all don't, of that just to add to that don't just yell don't don't think yelling is going to be the discipline. Make the discipline be actual things you take away, or something that's actually going to affect them, not just yelling at them at the top of your lungs. Because I know that's what a lot of parents go to. They go to the yelling part of it. And, you know, sure, sometimes we do. You're going to yell. I mean, sometimes you get upset and things like that. But don't make that. That's the discipline. Make the discipline be, I'm actually going to take, the, take away something from them. I'm actually going to punish them in some way that's going to affect them, but it's going to teach them. And then at the end, love them and talk to them why it happened. Say, this is why you got in trouble. Or, be, you know, before they get that punishment, say, this is what's going to happen now. There's consequences. So they can go through life and know if I steal something or if I lie to somebody, if I, you know, disrespect my teachers, if I, whatever it might be, but it starts with you as a grandparent. Mm-hmm. If I do this stuff, then there's going to be consequences. They're going to know that in their mind and it's going to help them avoid that youth detention center. It's going to help them avoid maybe that failed marriage or help them avoid that job that they lose down the road. So really you're just breaking the cycle of fatherlessness if you can work with that child. And so I challenge you as a granddad, be involved, you know, and nurture that kid with discipline, but also spend quality time, you know, and and help them along, along that path. Well, before we wrap up our conversation, I just want to ask about your sister. How did your grandfather relate, right? You have a sister and a brother? Yes. And so 
As you contrast the way your grandfather was with you, because you know here on the Dad Whisper podcast, it's all about the father-daughter relationship. It might be the grandfather-granddaughter relationship. In what ways did you observe or hear, you know, see or hear that your granddad invested in your sister, maybe differently than you or the same as you? Yeah, just looking back, I mean, I'm, honestly, I forget a lot of it, to be honest. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of the memories are gone, but I, I always, I can, my sister has a very fond memory of my grandfather. And when you ask her about it, you can, you can see this glow on her face because she was very, very fond of him. Very, he was very loving and nurturing to her. As a young girl, he respected her and he loved on her. He hugged on her and just, you know, just showed her, even though she didn't have a dad, he kind of filled that, that void somewhat for her. As much as he could, she didn't get to live there with me. Like, like I, you know, I got to live at the house, but um, he tried his best to try to, you know, meet needs that she had in her life and things like that. So, but there is this glow to her, you know. She didn't have the same relationship living there wise, but but she got to be there a lot, you know, when she was younger and things like that. So, there's just that really being a grandfather, and, and we talked, you know, we talked about it before in another episode where. When you're a dad, you wanted to tell your daughter she's beautiful, you love her, that she's awesome, that she's smart, and just care for her like that. Do the same thing for your granddaughter. And I think that's what my grandfather did for my sister. And you know, I think the takeaway for me, especially as I hear you tell the story, as I consider grandfathers who are listening, is that you are no doubt exhausted. You're an older generation now raising someone who's the age of what your kids were at one point thinking, I didn't sign up for this. I don't know how, you know, how this happened. So here's a 37-year-old man saying, me and my sister, I'm sure you would say the same for your brother, but you're saying there's a glow about you too when you talk about your granddad. That's not just a female thing, but that he can see that his sister and he, can you guys hear the memories and the deposits into his heart space from his granddad. I know grandma too, but you carry them every day. They're as real today as they were when you were a little guy. So granddad, if you're exhausted right now and you think what you're doing doesn't matter because all you do is get the pushback, you hear that Sean is saying, no, 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 no. You're making a forever deposit into their lives, your grandson, your granddaughter's lives. Don't give up, stay the course, hang in there. Because in time, they will look back and see perhaps through a different lens than now that you made all the difference. Well, before we end, you know I love to end with a ghost step. So here's my last question for you, Sean. From your vantage point as a grandson, right, whose life has been significantly positively shaped by your grandfather, what are one or two things you would tell a grandfather to do today to leave a lasting imprint? on his daughter, you know, granddaughter or grandson's life? Well, I mean, there's there's many things. And we just actually just, I hope you don't mind me saying this, we just added a bunch of videos to godismydad.com. No, please, for yes. For grandparents. And awesome. so they're directed at them from the point of view of a child that was raised by grandparents. I mean, I know I'm not a grandparent. I think you, you speak to this from another vantage point exactly. that may encourage grandparents that say, do I make an impact? Does this matter? Why is it so hard? I don't hear thank you. You know, I, I wonder if they're entitled, but you're saying, no, 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 from my vantage point. Exactly. So, yeah, we added a bunch of videos. We have an online community that we're adding so they can have other grandparents they can connect with. And we're just starting this whole thing. It's godismydad.com for that. Um, on there, there's videos that one of them's teach teach them, you know. Spend time teaching, like I, I've already said in the podcast, spend, spend time teaching those grandkids of yours what you want them to know. 
10 years from now, what do you want them to know 10 years from now? And what can they, what, what values can they add to their life to make them successful? And so I want to encourage you teach them, think to yourself, make a list. Okay. I want them to know about finances. I want them to know about God. I want them to know about how to have a happy marriage. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you have one yourself or maybe you don't, but what are some mistakes you made? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Teach them mistakes that you've had in life. Go through that and say, okay, I'm going to teach my grandkids these things so that maybe they don't end up, maybe the reason why you're raising them is because their, their, their parent didn't work out so well. And so maybe you want to, change the path of that where you're like okay I made a mistake with my kid like this so I want to help my grandkid I get a this. second chance exactly here, in a way and so I would That's say powerful. do that and then I would also really just go to God I mean I know that might sound trite but just go to God and say or, or go to the kid and say this is we're going to really instill God into our home maybe not say it in those words but we're going to fill our home with Christian music fill our home with Christian vi- movies fill our home with Christian entertainment you know whatever it might be provide devotionals to them do devotions at night spend time praying pray about things not just whenever your things are urgent and your car breaks down and you, you're like I don't know how I want to pay for this you know, do it often with everyday stuff spend time with that that grandchild with God right and let them see you spending time with God because that's going to instill in them that that value so those are things that I think are really important like we talked about discipline don't be afraid to to nurture that child they need you to nurture them mentally emotionally spiritually and physically so Sean Tice it's been a joy to be with you again today on your mark has been when a grandfather is a father Forget that you've heard Sean share his personal story and really speak to you as grandparents and as granddads saying, don't give up, teach your kids. There's your go step. Teach them about God. Teach them about life. Make a list. I think that's really a profound, practical action step that you as a granddad could do today. Make a list of what you want to teach your grandson or your granddaughter and start checking off the list and make that your goal. That is so practical and powerful and profound. Thank you, Sean for bringing your heart, your story, and your wisdom today. Well, as always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blog. There's also a link where you can find my books, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters. Remember, you can also subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also go to my website, drmichellewatson.com. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Camfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you as a dad to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Camfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.